Isaac, hope you're doing well today. I've got my University of Kentucky coffee mug, which I've got to get in the picture. There it oh, is. Nice. We're learning how to do this new technology. We hopeful, uh, hopefully it works better than last week, but uh, <laughs> we're jumping into a new study today. We're going to look at the book of Jonah and we just want to call out to Jonah and say, hey, Jonah, I got a question. Can you help me with this? So uh, we're going to think about him today. Yeah, I just love how last week we were so excited about this new background setup, and then we pulled the video to go post it. It was just like, um, so hopefully we are equally as excited this week, um, sitting here talking to you like we're sitting next to each other. Maybe it'll come out that way, but my coffee cup is here as well. Um, yeah, looking forward to getting to John and ask him a couple questions here. Maybe yeah. we'll give him some answers too. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can find some answers. Uh, let me let me read. Uh, the opening three verses of the book of Jonah, and then we'll ask the question. It says, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it, to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. Hey, Jonah, where are you going? It's a great question. And it's like, I, I love the book of Jonah because it's just succinct, right? Like we were, I was flipping to it in preparation for this and kept missing it because it's just one page in my Bible. It goes um, very quickly. Part of it is like, part of what accomplishes that is we just jump right into this. Right. And so it's exactly God goes, says, Jonah, go. And Jonah goes the other way. Right. He goes the opposite direction. Uh, Nineveh is 500 miles plus or minus from where uh, Jonah was. He was a prophet to Israel. His hometown is really just a couple of miles from Nazareth. But obviously he's about 800 years earlier than when Jesus would show up in Nazareth. But uh, Nineveh, we have to understand Nineveh is the enemy. It's the capital city of Assyria who have been oppressing uh, Israel, will eventually take the northern kingdom to captivity, um, but they are, the, they are the enemies of Israel, and, uh, and they were evil people. God says their evil has come up uh, to my notice. Uh, these guys would make the ISIS guys of today look like Boy Scouts. Hmm. They were brutal and ruthless. Um, destruction was their was their game, and so this was a this was a difficult call. But but it's not it's not that he's afraid of the Assyrians. It's not why he's running, um, because we're told he's not running to get away from the presence of the Assyrians. He's running to get away from God. What does that tell us? It tells us not good things. And I'm reminded, uh, just and as a comparison's sake, this reminds me of God asking Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. Hmm. Um, similar, like, to Jonah, it's like the same thing that's being asked. Like something that's just absolutely you would never think of that seems horrible but it's god that's asking you to do it and so 
it's really a, a test of faith and where we, we look at Abraham and we commend him for his faith. And he gets into, uh, you know, Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith, right? Um, for his response. Great point. We don't see Jonah in that list. Um, right. Because, because he's he responded differently. He's trying to flee from the presence of the Lord. He doesn't want to do the thing that God's called him to do. Um, and it's interesting. Now, again, he's a prophet of the Lord. There's only one verse in the Bible that tells us anything about him other than right here. And it's in the book of Second Kings. And it says that, that this king, I think it's Jeroboam II, he accomplished great things during a time of peace and prosperity. And he, he fulfilled the prophecy that Jonah the prophet, the servant of the Lord, had made that Israel would recover their boundaries. He, they would recover the land that had been taken from them. And so he's called the prophet of God. He's called the servant of the Lord. And yet here we see him when given the opportunity to take the next step and go out beyond the borders of Israel Instead of being a prophet to Israel, be an evangelist to Nineveh. And he's like, uh, you know, I just heard the phone ring and I got to go to Tarshish, which is 2,500 miles in the opposite direction. It is the edge of the earth as far as they know it. It was the last harbor in what one day would become Spain on the far edge of the Mediterranean Sea. He goes down to Joppa, which is a seaport, modern day Tel Aviv to get on a boat and go as far away from Nineveh as he can get. But he's not running from Nineveh. He's running from the presence of God. How's that going to work out? Well, it's like the edge of the world. It's like, I wonder if his plan was, I don't know how they viewed the world at this time, whether they thought it was <laughs> flat or not, but did he think he was going to go and be able to just like literally jump off the edge of the Dive world? off the edge like, of the, yeah. I would get away from God this way. Um, right. I think it's, you know, I think it's a warning to us too, um, that, no matter no matter how connected you are to God today, um, yes, you can choose not to be tomorrow. Right. And, and and I'm reminded of Colossians. We did a study in Colossians um, right. last year, right? And yes. in Colossians one, it kind of walked through how God kind of interacts with us, and it says, uh, see, in verse nine, He's saying you da 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 da. Um, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in the manner worthy of the Lord, bearing fruit in your good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So I and pray so you have the knowledge of God and that you would actually do it, that you would walk towards it. But then you would, and then he would, and then he would spread, widen your borders. Then he would, he would increase your knowledge. So it's you starts with being filled with the knowledge, but then you go do it and then your your knowledge increases. And so I think that's where we're at with Jonah here. Jonah was a prophet of God. He was filled with the knowledge of his will as he went to do it. Now God's at this point where he's increasing Jonah's knowledge. He's increasing the knowledge uh, of, of how Jonah interacts. Jonah at this point had been very focused on the Jewish nation, right? His understanding of God's will for them. Exactly, yes been a prophet to them and shared with them God's will for them. And now God's saying, no, this isn't just about the Jewish nation. This is about the world. And I want you to go to your enemies and I want you to preach to them. So he, he's stretching Jonah's knowledge of God. Right. 
And but, but Jonah then, and this is to us, it's like when it stretches, you have to go back to step one, which is then fill to your new borders, fill with the knowledge of his will. And so right. Jonah's at that point. He's been faithful. God is stretching him now beyond where he had been. And now it's back to step one, which is now fill those new borders with God's will. And he's choosing not to. Right. And and you're right. And again, you go back to Abraham. It was God's promise to Abraham. I will bless you and, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you. And so it was always God's plan that the nation of Israel would be a light to the nations. And you're right. He has to stretch them because they never did buy into that. They never caught the vision. Uh, periodically, somebody would, but but in total, they didn't. And so God's trying to stretch Jonah to understand his, his mercy and grace flows beyond the borders of Israel. Jonah doesn't want that to happen. That's the last thing. On, he doesn't want God to save his enemies. And that'll be a whole discussion that we'll have when we get to chapter four. But, but his, his solution is, no, I'd rather disobey the holy God of the universe and run in the opposite direction than allow him to stretch me and use me to, to bring the message of salvation to my enemies. I don't we want to see this of. happen in real life all the time. Yes. I can think of just right now, probably 20 people that we grew up, that when I was young, we were going to church, they were on fire leaders in the church. Right. Right. That if I go check in with them now, they're not even going to a church. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's that was the story of Jonah. Like at some point, God's going to get you to a point that stretches you to some place that you're uncomfortable with, that challenges something that you believe inaccurately yes. about God. And right. so that is coming, whether it's happened to you already or not, that is coming. And so what we see across the American church is. So often, someone responds like Jonah, and they right. say, "No, I'm not going there." And right. so, there's no, there is you no. Don't, you don't see them again, as far as you know. They did walk off the corner of the earth. Once, once God gets you to that point where He has called you and you have heard His calling, you have two options. Yeah, and there's only two options. They're there is not two. an option to sit there no. and remain a servant of God to the level that you are because right. he, he is calling you beyond that. And you can either run away from him as Jonah, Jonah ran away from the presence of God. To your point, he didn't run away from Nineveh. Right. He did, but he was running away from God. You can't just hang out with the God that you knew the day before. It's you either follow him and obedience to him or you're against him. And Right. That's where we see it. It's like people are in the church and then something happens where God's calling them to move past something that, that has been a hurdle for them. For right. the rich young, Jesus met a guy like this in the, the rich young ruler. Exactly. Right. right. He walked Even away. Keeping the commandments, because... following the commandments, being a servant of God, doing all that. Jesus says, right. give, give away all your money. And he said, no. Can't and then he left. Right. Because he had too much. He, he didn't just hang. I, I, I bet he... I bet he was no longer keeping the Ten Commandments after that. I yeah, I bet I bet you're exactly right. Why would you? Because you can't. You know there there are are two verses of scripture that come to my mind when I think about this. One is in Proverbs fourteen twelve that says, 
There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. It's such an important proverb that Solomon repeats it again two chapters later in chapter 16, exactly the same way. There is a way that seems right to a man. We think we get to choose our obedience to God, but when he calls us to something far beyond us, which he has permission to do if he's the Lord of our life and we're surrendered to him, but too often we find that actually we're not uh, right. because we don't want to do the thing. And so we, we just say that's it and we're running. But in Jonah's case, God pursued him. And we'll look at that next week. But there was a high cost to this. He had to pay money to get on a boat and run the opposite direction. But not only is he paying a high cost financially, but he's also paying an incredible cost spiritually that's not only going to impact him, it's going to impact a whole lot of other people that are innocent bystanders to this um, uh disobedience that he's choosing to live in because God has told him to go to Nineveh. Guess where he's going to end up? Nineveh. He's going to end up in Nineveh, but how he gets there is an extraordinary uh, judgment from God. And then an extraordinary mercy of God to get him to Nineveh and then to give this message that he very much wants the Ninevites to hear but he wants Jonah for whatever reason, because of what he wants to do in Jonah's life, he wants right. Jonah to be the one to deliver this message. As you said, he wants to expand Jonah's understanding and Jonah thinks he has plenty of understanding. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, so the, the challenge is, you know, what, what are you doing with, with what God's telling you to do? There's not, there's not an opportunity. There's not an option where you're just sitting there with it. It's, are you moving towards it? You're moving towards God, really. That, right. It's not moving towards it. It's moving towards God. Or are you running from the presence of God? Are you pursuing the presence of God through obedience? Or are you running from the presence of God through pursuing yourself? Um, and so those are really your two options. And so, yeah. and, and just to make that crystal clear, the other verse of scripture that comes to my mind is John 14, 6, where Jesus said, I am the way the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way. And if you're not following Jesus, then you're going in the wrong direction. If you're not getting closer and closer to him, you're moving in the wrong direction. Now, it might be that he wants you to go somewhere and share a message with someone, but it might be that he's told you that he wants you to humble yourself and ask forgiveness for the last time that you messed up with someone. It could be someone very close to you. It might be that he's telling you to forgive that person that has come to you and said they're sorry, but you're holding on to the bitterness. You're refusing to forgive them, and God wants to set you free, and he's told you to forgive them, but you're continuing to drink the poison of bitterness and waiting for them to die. And it doesn't work. Forgiveness, unforgiveness will destroy you. So it may be that. It may be that he's calling you to be a minister of the gospel or calling you to be a missionary or calling you to walk across the street and invite your neighbor to Jesus or to the church where they'll meet Jesus. Or it, could be. it might be he's calling you to just get out of bed and go to church on a Sunday 
or he's calling yeah. you to open your Bible and read it, open your Bible on a more regular basis, or he's calling you to listen to a different radio station or watch different th stuff on TV or right. uh, hang out with different people to treat. He, he might be calling you to different things. Oh, he yeah. is calling you to different things than your neighbor, than the person that's sitting next yeah. to you at church or, or right. at work. Right. Um, so, but it's, and it's, when you start to say yes, the obedience starts. And it, from my experience, he starts with some of the smaller things. Yeah, yes, he's promised that. And he wants you, to see if you'll you be faithful up your, in the little things. He build up your ability to say yes. You build up your ability to be able to recognize his voice and what he's saying. And that's where Jonah had Jonah. Jonah right. was at the point where he recognized the voice of God. Exactly. That's a great point. It says that he knew exactly who was talking to him. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. He knew who it was. And he knew exactly what the instruction was. And he knew what it meant. He knew what it yeah. meant. And that's what, yeah. and we'll it get to this. Beyond, it was beyond as his we voice. get to what he actually was afraid of. It wasn't, he wasn't afraid of God. He was afraid that God would actually save these people. And he hated them. Right. And so he didn't want to be a part of that. And he probably knew, he probably thought if I run, he'll go get somebody else to do it. He'll send Nahum or whoever is. Well, and that was, that was Moses too. I mean, Moses was like, God, that's a great plan. Send somebody else. Yeah. You can't do it. Thanks I'm, for, thanks for running that by me. It sounds great. I'm yeah. not a talker. So why don't you go send someone else? Right. And yeah. so we do that. You're exactly right. But I just want to skip ahead to chapter four and read verse two, just to show you that, that Isaac and I are not making this up because, because <laughs> Jonah actually tells us, uh, that is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish. For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. I knew that if I went and delivered the message, you would save these people. Uh, that's why I ran as fast as I could in the opposite direction. Yep. So, and so what's he calling, what's he calling us to, right? Exactly. What is there, what is there that he's calling you to do? What is it he's calling you to do? Where is he calling you to go? How is he calling you to be that you have the opportunity to obey um, and move forward? Knowing that if you choose anything but obedience, you are moving away. And you're you going away from God. Miserable. Yes. Friends, say yes to whatever God is calling you to do. Do the thing that he's asking you to do, and you will experience joy and peace and freedom far beyond what you can imagine. And he will use you far beyond what you can imagine. I've seen this a hundred different times in my own life and the lives of other people like this guy sitting next to me, Isaac, uh, as we start to say yes to God, it's amazing how much easier it becomes to say yes to the next thing, recognizing that it's always going to be a bit farther out beyond your comfort zone than you've ever been before. Cause that's life I mean. does not get easier, no. <laughs> um, no. but it gets easier. I guess yeah, like, yes. the, the yeah. experience is more peaceful while the circumstances get uh -huh. more difficult. They yes. get more difficult. That stretching is God's calling you to difficulty because when we're in difficulty, we lean on him more. We experience him more and you get to know him more to where you can get to the point like Moses, where he says, God, I don't even care if I make it to the promised land as long as I'm with you. Like that's the part that you really 
you really care about is just being with God. And you don't right. even care if he gives you what he promised you or not. Right. And again, what was Jonah fleeing from? It says in verse three, he was fleeing from the presence of God. But we know, and as you just well said, it's getting closer and closer to God and dwelling in his presence that is the absolute best place to be. So friends, let me ask you the question that we asked Jonah. Which way are you going? There are only two ways. Choose to get closer to God and it will make all the difference in your world. Preach it. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll ask another question next time we're together.